Hi, neighbors. That Witch Next Door here, and I am so excited to let you know that today's episode of That Witch Podcast is brought to you by the Eclectic Universe Membership. The Eclectic Universe is a monthly community membership that's hosted by the amazing Kaylee Nauman of eclecticdesigns.co. You may remember Kaylee from a previous episode here on the Witch Podcast, but Kaylee has opened up her amazing arms and created this community membership so that we can grow and support and thrive with each other as business owners and entrepreneurs. We do so much alone already. We already run every department of our business, essentially, that sometimes we forget we still have community too. It's each other. In this monthly membership, we have three calls every single month, one for setting our goals and uh, talking about and setting our intentions for the month ahead. We also have a second call for content brainstorming and creation. And this is a really, really helpful call, especially if you are feeling creatively blocked or you're trying to try something new with your marketing strategy. And then we also have a final call every month to discuss our monthly topic. The membership also comes with educational modules, pop-up trainings from Kaylee that range in all kinds of valuable topics like branding and website development, as well as bonus podcast episodes from her podcast, The Eclectic Universe, and so much more. This membership is only $22.22 every month. And right now, our magical members and neighbors in our witchy neighborhood. Kaylee has so graciously offered all of us 15% off of our first month in the Eclectic Universe membership with the code TW15. Learn more details and join us in the description below. I'm Danny, that witch next door, and you're listening to That Witch Podcast. everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this is reaching you. Hi, welcome to my show. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm your host. I'm your guide, your mentor and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And happy post-Valentine's Day. Happy pre-Leo full moon. How are you feeling did you catch yesterday's Monday musings? Because it's a it's a very heart-centric week this week for more reasons than more reasons than one. Uh we did a really beautiful kind of heart prep opener preparing for heart healing work and and exercise yesterday in Monday Musings. So if you did not catch that yet, Definitely make sure you go over and listen to that little cosmic quickie. It's a good one. So today's episode is something that I think everyone is going to get a lot of value out of. I think that kind of 
no matter who you are and, you know, what reason you came to find that witch podcast or why you're, you know, listening to a a witchy show, I think that you are going to very likely (laughs) identify as a moon child or somebody that is very, very conscientious of either your and or the collective's connection to the moon and moon cycles. So what I wanted to do today is instead of give you a full moon episode and here's how you do a full moon ritual on the Leo full moon tomorrow. Uh, we'll do more specific work like that in that witch schools. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can definitely go join the waitlist for that. But what I wanted to do in general was actually kind of zoom out from that a little bit further and do a good, well-rounded, pun intended, uh, moon magic and and moon cycle episode for everybody because if you don't already work very intimately with the moon you probably hear many many people talk about how they do and and all of the really inc- incredible like fulfilling benefits from doing that and so i wanted to give today as a really good understanding of not just what you find when you look up, oh, what is the new moon for? What is the waxing phase for? And like when you look up online or you look in your planner, you look in your book and it just kind of gives you this little paragraph. I want to give you that little description, but I want to give you real life practical application for that in a couple of different areas for each phase. So let's get the fuck into this, shall we? Keep in mind, number one, we've got the moon. The lunar cycle is around 29 days and we're close to a calendar month, right? Which is nice and relatively convenient. But at the same time, it's not a calendar month. Um, The lunar year is longer than a calendar year. And so it can get a little bit askew. I guess is the best way to describe it when you're first starting out, like really, really, really incorporating the moon's energy or really living by the moon cycle. It can feel a little bit wonky or askew at first, like you're living on a different timeline (laughs) than other people. But when you do really lean into it and you, you start to familiarize yourself with the moon's energy, not just the phase energy, but also the sign that it's traveling through um, because it goes through the entire zodiac wheel every single lunar month. Um, So we get to experience that entire cycle every single month. Once you do start leaning into that, um, not only does it no longer have that askew feeling, it will feel beyond natural. It will be, it will be (laughs) a way of life that you're like, oh my God, why was I not? And how was I not like so much more connected and living by the moon cycle? Why are we not all doing this so much more? Um, It really can be rather 
rather life-changing, very, very illuminating and very enlightening to, to kind of give in and surrender to the moon cycles as well as the sun cycle. I just think that we're so much more, we're set up for so much more success to follow the sun cycles and in the moon cycles, it feels a little bit wonky. So at first, so, so, so let's do this. So we're going to go through the lunar cycle. We're going to, again, focusing on the phases. If you want to have a good understanding of the signs energies, go back and listen to the applicable astrology series. And you can definitely start there. And once again, shamelessly, I'm going to tell you, go sign up for the wait list for that witch school. Cause just spoiler alert, the first quarter's lesson is going to be like really understanding your chart, like really, truly getting into and understanding reading an astrological chart. So if you are interested in all of those basics, you're going to want to be there. What we're going to do today is focus strictly on the phases. So let's go ahead and start at the end, which is also the beginning at the new moon here. The new moon, as you very well may already know, because the new moon and the full moon are easily the most talked and educated about. Um, the new moon is this time for setting intentions. We hear that all the time, right? What are your new moon intentions? What are your new moon intentions? This is because the new moon is the mark of both the end of the previous lunar cycle and the beginning of the next or current lunar, lunar cycle. And the new moon happens when the moon is conjunct the sun. So then when they're um, aligned and conjoined so that the sun's light is not illuminating the moon's face. And that's why we can't see it. And that's why it's dark. We usually have darkness, um, total darkness for about three nights. And within <clears throat> the major phases, the new moon, each of the quarters and the full moon, we, we tend to have this three day period orb. Okay. So that actually carries through to these other phases as well. Now, new moon, we have this darkness. We have this blackness for three nights. And this is really beautifully represented as a germination period. So you can look at this as both a death period and a rebirth period every single month. The moon takes us through the full life cycle of all life. Okay. We really learn so much about the inevitability of, of rebirth. And that time is not linear through the moon. Okay. And, and she, the moon taught this concept to the most ancient of, of humans on, on this earth. Okay. So this is a time that represents death. Don't get me wrong. And it represents so much rebirth. So though the full moon, and we'll get there, though the full moon does house, uh, this energy of release, 
I want you to think of the the new moon because these are similar and there's like a very fine line of a difference here. This is more like laying things to rest, okay? This is a very good time to reflect on what has been lost and what you have chosen to let go. Um, Sometimes those are one and the same and sometimes they're not. This is why it's also a beautiful time for beginning to look ahead. And this is where the setting your intentions come from, okay? This is why this is a seed germination period. Everything starts off in the complete, total black and darkness and everything ends there, right? That is that beautiful mystery of the void. So in, in our daily lives or in our, in our earth lives, how can we kind of implement new moon energy and kind of apply that to our lives? Well, yes, on a very simple and, and easy level, this is a wonderful night for, for journaling, right? Doing lots of introspective work. This is a beautiful, beautiful time for shadow work. But this is also a really great time to reflect on beyond beyond just your own introspective work as well. So this could be a good time to look at and check in with how you're feeling about any of the major areas of your life. So let's take our career and our businesses, for example. This is a really beautiful time to think on where you've been this last lunar cycle and kind of the the different commitments, the different goals that you set, what have you accomplished, what have you not accomplished, what have you learned, what have you gained, what have you lost? And as you begin to answer all of those questions, how does that kind of morph and create your vision for looking ahead at the upcoming lunar cycle? Take a look at the sign, obviously, that the new moon is in that month. The next the next new moon will be uh, the Pisces new moon on March 2nd, I believe. Yes, um, that's the next new moon. So you want to take a look at the, at the sign that it's in and... And take some good themes from there. So examining with Pisces as an example, examining what areas of your career and business you allow imagination and creativity to flow. Where do you allow yourself to dream? Where, on the contrary, have you and or others kind of blocked or squashed any past dreams that you had. Dream work in general is really lovely for a new moon because if we're if we're kind of casting intentions, uh dreaming can be whether it's you know night dreaming but especially daydreaming, right? This can be a very very major part of setting intentions and reflection and introspective time. So asking yourself some good deep questions that really 
correlate to the energy of the sign that that new moon is in and then applying it to that area of life. This could be, again, your career and your job. This could be your business that you own. It could be a specific department in your business, really looking at your marketing strategy, looking at your branding. That's a great thing to do on the new moon. How do I feel about the different departments of my business? How do I feel about my about my uh, offerings? How do I feel about my messaging? How do I feel about my consistency? When I reflect on my mission statement, how do I feel I'm upholding that in my day-to-day work, Okay. Um, But you can also apply this to relationships in your life, okay? If there's a relationship in your life that has been on your mind a lot, whether it's it's just taking up a lot of your mind space, whether that's in a in a very positive or or in a really stressful manner, taking some time to reflect on that. Where has that relationship been since the last new moon? Literally pull up a calendar and look at when the last new moon was, if you don't know. And reflect on that relationship and what's gone on since then. Answer some of those hard questions. You know, what has that person's role been? What has my role been? How has that been making me feel? And and how do I feel about continuing in this relationship moving forward? How is it reflective of what I want and what's for the highest good of both of these people or whatever, okay? So this is really what the new moon is for. It's, I think that we we talk so much about new moon intentions and journaling on the new moon and doing our ritual work, and that's great, but like, are you also just applying those questions and that introspective work to the, the, you know, more mundane parts of your life? Sometimes we, we get, I'll be honest, sometimes we get like way too big. I do the exact same thing. Sometimes I get too big and I'm operating in like such a zoomed out place. This is why we need the lower half of the hemisphere of the zodiac wheel. This is why we need our internal world and why we're not always so zoomed out and why we're not always looking at the big picture. Sometimes the day-to-day, sometimes the nitty-gritty, sometimes the details are what matter. And so like, how are you applying your spirituality and your knowledge of the universe and these different cycles to the, to the details and to the mundane, because just as all of these concepts are so helpful on a really big scale, they're, they're just as helpful on a really small scale. And I find so many, like seriously, so, so many clients and, and just listeners, those of you that reach out to me, we all, and I, again, I do the same thing. We think so big when we sit down for a new moon journaling, like we're asking these giant, profound questions about our life path. And I'm like, fucking hell yeah, good job. I'm glad that we're taking this shit seriously. And also let's, let's make earth, earth time and our, our earthly responsibilities. Let's make it a little bit easier and more aligned on ourselves by applying these big, beautiful, magical concepts into our day to day. Okay. So that's kind of how you can start applying that new moon. This is very good, curious energy, I guess is a really good way to to describe it. When we're in the dark period, 
we're kind of in our head because we're not getting all of this full illumination of light from the sun. We're in the dark a little bit. We're inside a little bit, whether that means in a literal way or in a metaphorical way, we're inside ourselves, okay? So allow yourself to be a little bit curious during the new moon and ask the the questions that need to be asked about all these different areas of your life, whether it's who you are and how you are as a parent or a friend or or a kid or a student or a leader, whatever it is, um, get curious and ask those different questions and allow the answers of those questions to start casting those really beautiful aligned intentions for you for the month ahead. That's that is the best way to set intentions, I think, is by by asking ourselves some good questions first. Now, from the new moon, we start building, okay? This is where we get into the waxing phase in general, from the waxing crescent to our first quarter moon to the waxing gibbous all the way up until we get to the full moon. So when we're waxing, we are growing and we are getting bigger is what it it, it looks like. Um, right? It looks like and appears to us that the moon is getting bigger. And so all of these, these descriptions and all of these words really represent exactly the energy of the entire waxing phase. Now, this is approximately two weeks-ish, okay, from the new moon to the full moon. We get this little halfway mark of that first quarter. Okay. So the quarter moons all, well, let's start with the crescent, I suppose. So the crescent moon is that first little peak of, of light, that first little glimpse of, of life honestly. And this is where in our, in our little plant analogy, we go from the germination period to a sprouting phase. Okay. We're starting to emerge out into the light. Now there's visible growth. It's small, but we can see it. And this is a time during the month that really stirs up a lot of newness. Okay. So you can really tap into that new growth and especially kind of carrying off of or piggybacking off of our new moon phase. Okay. Going from our intentions. Now we can kind of start to see things. Now we can kind of start seeing the ideas really start forming. We don't see necessarily these big stocky like roots yet, right? It's very small little baby growth, but this is like, this is that first glimpse of light. And so this is a nice time right after that nice dark period of the new moon. This is a nice time to start doing some clarity work. Okay. From now at that first waxing crescent through the full moon, this is a beautiful time for clarity work, okay? As the light grows, think of more and more illumination being shown. And so when we apply this into our regular lives from, again, let's look at like a business standpoint, this is a great time to start gathering questions 
okay? Start gathering research from from your audience, doing your market research, things like that. Okay, this is a beautiful time, especially if you're a business owner or again, just even in your career to visit with your clientele and start doing some some good data collection from them. Start asking them and providing that illumination that way. This is a great time to start asking for clarity as well from your spiritual team and from your spirit guides as well. So start, obviously there's going to be a, a really beautiful reason, in my opinion, to sit down in divination, whether it's with, with tarot or a pendulum or casting some runes, whatever it may be, you know, there's going to be a good reason to do that through every single phase. Um, and we'll kind of talk about that, but, but in a, in a more specific sense, how I would use your, your divination during the entire waxing phase is for clarity specifically. If you have been feeling lost or confused or things have been feeling hectic or, or scrambly, the entire waxing phase is a beautiful, beautiful time for some clarity. Now, and to ask those clarifying questions from your inner and higher self, from your inner child, from your your spirit guides, but also from those around you. This is a great time to start asking those around you. So let's say it was in that in that relationship scenario we were talking about this relationship that you've been that's been on your mind again whether it's in uh more of a positive or in a stressful way uh what kind of clarity can you gather from that person and honestly if you're if you're still having an extremely hard time during the entire waxing phase getting clarity from from that person right getting a clear straight direct answer or whatever that that clarity looks like for you that might in and of itself be your answer and your clarity. Do you see that this is someone that is very confusing and that you might not ever get to have this crystal clear understanding of? And what does that look like for you? Okay, so this is a beautiful time for doing some illumination, clarifying your vision, and um, especially from a manifestation standpoint, this is as we we really start to like sharpen and sharpen our vision of what we're manifesting. Okay. This is how we, we really, um, we start putting it into practice. The new moon, we're like planting those seeds. We're, we're making, we're setting our intentions. And then when we're in the waxing phase, we are integrating and implement, implementing and applying as much as we possibly can. Okay. Even in the smallest little actions and smallest little thought, thought forms that we can, this is a great time to start really, uh, implementing in, in the small ways your manifestations. Okay. When we reach the quarter moon, that first quarter, we've talked about this a few times on the show. Uh, this is when the sun and the moon are 90 degrees apart. And so they're squaring one another and squares are a time for tension. So this first tension phase, okay, you can think about this as growing pains. When we think about our, our analogy of like our life cycle and our plant cycle here. Okay. This is like having to weather some of those first storms of life or whatever it is this, this chapter looks like for you. So 
this tension is tension for everyone. Hardship and struggle and challenge for everyone makes you question, should I even be fucking doing this? You are not crazy, okay? I know how crazy it makes you feel when you when you are faced with challenge or struggle and it, and it makes you question, oh my fucking God, should I even be doing this? Am I even doing this? That is the point of, of struggles and challenges, okay? Is how we move through them. And so this is a time that you can be on the, on the lookout, number one, just be very aware and just be very prepared for a little bit more tension between you and other people. So as a, as a business owner or a person in your career at your job, you can show up with this knowledge and you can be so much more emotionally and energetically prepared for this. So let's really buff up our spiritual and energetic boundaries during squares, okay? Whether it's the a quarter moon or it's another square in, you know, transit in the sky that we're talking about. When you hear of a square, number one, let's buff up our boundaries, our energetic and spiritual boundaries. Are we remembering to ground? Are we remembering to cleanse regularly? Okay. Are we putting some protective orbs around ourselves? Are we putting some protective orbs around our job? If whether you own your own business or you work for an employer, do you remember to put protection orbs around your business and around your job and career? How many of you are like, oh my God, I never thought to do that. Tons of us, tons of us. I, for years, I would protect my home. I would protect my family. And long before I even started my business, you know, I finally, finally realized after, oh, I can put an orb around my desk, right? I can put an orb around my, my building. I can put it and then take it beyond there. How do you protect your car? How do you protect however you travel when you go out into the world, okay? Um, so don't forget squares, good reminder, and, and a first quarter moon is a, is a square aspect. So let that be a reminder, number one, oh, we need to put up a little bit of our spiritual boundaries and we need to be a little bit more on our energetic A game, okay? And this is a really, really good time to use challenge and tension and hardship that you have to move through to boost you, okay? I'm serious. Let me say that again. During that first quarter moon, this is a great time to use that challenge and hardship that you move through to boost you. Because we are in this waxing period, we are all about growth and expansion right now, okay? That is the, the name of the game during this part of the lunar cycle. So this is a great time to like push through like that, that physical challenge at the gym during your workout. You know what I mean? Like this is that time to like speak up to that other person, whether it's at work or that other person in your life or your partner, right? And, 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 and 
use your voice, okay? This is a great time to to use that challenge to really kind of tap into some courage and, and push through because on the other side will await you growth and expansion, truly. Now, on to the full moon, of course. The full moon is, is beautiful indeed, is she not? Certainly makes a lot of sense why no matter what, we tend to really, really resonate and connect with this lunar phase, even people far outside the spiritual and witchy communities, right? Um, what a beautiful, beautiful celestial body she is. Well, the full moon in our plant analogy here, this is fruition, okay? This is harvest time, baby. This is when the tree bears fruit and now we get to enjoy it. That energy is where the phrase and concept of full moon release comes from. That's why it's this harvest period. It's this, like we have, especially, right? We just went through all we just went through the death of the new moon. We just had to germinate and wait. We had to grow. We've been growing through that first quarter now through freaking growing pains. And the full moon is that beautiful representation and symbol in life that you're rewarded for that hard work and there's a time to enjoy it. Okay. So release, I want you to also include the word relief here honestly, because I want you to let the full moon in lots of ways be a celebration. I find that the full moon can be a little bit kind of confused with the new moon. And keep in mind, you can practice whatever magic you want any night of the week, any night of the month, regardless of the phase of the moon. But I do notice that we we kind of tend to confuse the new moon and the full moon. And we're like, no, the full moon's when you do all your divination and the full, like as if the illumination from the sun is the only time we get this big, big intuitive, like surge and clarity and answers from our, our intuition and our spirit guides. Like that only happens at the full moon. And it, this we have that during the new moon because of the very opposite reason, because of this very deep inward time. The full moon, this is to me, um, because the full moon takes place during an opposition, right? This is when the moon and the sun are now 180 degrees apart from one another, as far apart as they can possibly get. Um, this is a time of like spectrum, I guess is the best way I'm going to try and describe this. Because they're as far apart as they can possibly be, that spectrum is, is huge of all of the energy that spans the full moon, okay? There's so much. So to me, the full moon is just good for everything, 
okay? Do you remember how we talked about on, I think it was the last episode when I was talking about basil and how basil is like the universe, not the last episode of Moonday Musings, last week, I mean. Um, It was the love magic episode, I'm pretty sure. Remember how I talked about basil's like this universal herb you can use it for anything. And and black and white are these universal colors that you can program for basically anything. Um, and clear quartz is the same idea and concept, right? You can program that to be any crystal for any intention. This is the full moon to me, okay? This is exactly how I would describe the full moon in that big spectrum that I'm talking about. You can do anything because these two energies, these two energies are opposing each other and we have so much distance between them. The moon and the sun in so many ways also represent these beautiful divine halves. We get to experience the full spectrum of each and both of their energies and powers at the full moon. That's why, yes, it is amazing for divination, but it's amazing for anything that you want to do. I just don't want you to think that you have to do magic and have to do a ritual under the full moon. Like every month for so long, I'm not kidding you, for so long when I first became a witch, I would feel so like guilty if I didn't do magic or divination or anything quote unquote witchy or spiritual when there was a full moon, I would literally feel guilty. Even if it was like small guilt, I would. But the truth is the more that you study the moon, the more that you study the moon in astrology, the more you study the moon in witchcraft and paganism and just honestly on a historical level and how it's been how it's been worshipped and connected with on a historical level, you start to understand that the full moon is for anything that you need it to be, okay? So this is a beautiful time for release and relief, like I said. So if for some reason you just like veg the fuck out on full moons and you just find yourself like allowing yourself this permission to just like not really do anything, that is your full moon release. Okay, I want to give you validation for that. That can be your full moon release, babes, is to fucking let go of all the strings you're holding on to, holding everything up all the time. Lay down for a night. Close your eyes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Watch some fucking Netflix. Just lay there if you need to. Laugh with your friends or or scroll online. Like that can be your full moon release and then masturbate and go to bed. Like there you go. (laughs) There's your full moon ritual permission, okay? I'll sign your permission slip for you. For real. Like full moon can be this fucking big, badass, beautiful witchy ritual with you and your coven and like everything and a feast. And like, I'm serious. It can be all that and dope. You should take pictures and send them to me (laughs) because that sounds awesome. But it can also be that like ultimate, ultimate form of just letting go. Okay. Just like kind of like chilling and surrendering. And that that's what that release can be. That can be your celebration of of the fruits of your labors, okay? Let the full moon be what you need it to be, especially because if you are like me, sometimes the full moon, it depends. You should look up 
Um, you should look up the moon phase that you were born under. I was born under a waxing gibbous. And honestly, I just, I, 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 <laughs> look, I can't even talk. <laughs> that is the perfect representation of how I feel <laughs> today, the day before a full moon. I am like <clears throat> on high energy, okay? I'm usually insanely drained by the day of the actual full moon um, because I feel the energy build and I experience the energy build so much. I am usually fucking exhausted on the full moon. And I usually sleep like shit on the full moon <laughs> almost every single month to AT. I, I usually sleep terribly on the full moon night. Um, and it's because I'm usually, I have a Pisces moon and that illumination period every month keeps me up in my dreams all night. It's really, really hard for me. And so the new moon, I love every month because I finally get some goddamn rest. <laughs> That's how it feels. So now once we have now, we've got this big peak, we have this big release, right, of the full moon. Now we are on the other side of that mountain and we are now entering the waning phase. And we have the waning gibbous. We have the last quarter moon and the waning crescent before the uh, new moon all over again, okay? The waning period is this, in our, in our plant analogy, in our life cycle analogy, this is when we do our harvest prep, okay? So we gather the rest of any fruits, okay? from our from our tree or our plant and we prepare that so we can store it for winter. This is a, still kind of a prep period, but it is much quieter than that building building more external kind of work period during the waxing phase. Okay. This is, there's still some, there's work to be done. Okay. Um, but we start to get a little quieter. We start to go a little more inward. This is when things begin to die. This is when in that analogy, the leaves begin to turn brown and fall off. Okay. This is when we begin to enter our hibernation and our dormant period. And so this is a time to begin uh, the reflection energy and, and those reflection actions that will really help give us that clarity in setting our intentions when the new moon arrives, okay? So this is a beautiful time to really give some thanks. The waning period is a beautiful gratitude period, especially because we are post full moon. So whatever way that you were able to in you and your unique lifestyle, whatever you have access to, whatever way that you were able to release, right? We talked about how simple that could be by just like laying down. Um, when we be, enter the waning period, this is when we want to reflect on and offer gratitude for that release and that relief. This is a very, very important uh, part of that cycle. This is an important part of, of manifestation cycle, okay? This is technically um, 
positive reinforcement, okay? When we make and take time to cherish and offer thanks and gratitude, we send a message to our subconscious, like these feel-good vibes, basically, and chemicals and thoughts and all of that. And we're like, ooh, let's do this again, okay? And positive reinforcement is how we build um, really aligned and authentic and healthy habits for ourselves. So this is why using a waning period is really, really beneficial for, for gratitude work specifically. Now, this is also a really good time for letting things the fuck go and banishing things the fuck away from you. This is a great time for cutting cords and leaving shit behind. This is when we start entering the darker phase, if you will, right? We're losing light, right? As the moon appears to be getting smaller, we're losing light. We're starting to enter the shadows of ourselves. We're starting to enter enter the shadow themes of life. And so this is when, honestly, we get a little shadowy and that's okay to start going like, okay, what's it time to prune? What, what is it time to, to cut and release? Honestly, what's it time to, to let go of? Cause it's clearly no longer serving us and or potentially holding us back. Okay. So this type of divination, right? Cause like I said, there's really beautiful benefit for divination at any phase. That's the type of clarity that the, the waning phase will offer you is what it is time to let go of and, and really bury and really honestly flush away from you. So if you do any kind of banishing work, I tell so many clients, like some of the best way to banish or let go of people or let go of toxic attachments let go of toxic attachments to habits you might have, toxic patterns you might have. Again, this isn't always like a person we're letting go of. Sometimes it's an old way. This can, again, in your business, this can look like um, letting go of an old way of doing things. So if it's saying goodbye to old branding that you had, an old offer that you used to have, saying goodbye to a really toxic client, saying, right? Like seriously, like um, this can be, if you are, if this isn't, um, if you don't own your own business, if we're looking more at job and career stuff, what are you no longer putting up with that you are flushing away? So during this waning phase is a great time to get that clarity through your divination and then write those items, those things, or those people on toilet paper and flush them. If you really want to like stick it to them, you can pee and poop on top of the toilet paper before you flush it. No shame. I'm going to tell you that stuff. That is one of the most effective ways to like really, really, really say like, I'm fucking done with this shit. (laughs) dead serious. So, um, waning phase, this is when we, so waxing is where we step into that, right? Like that confidence boost, this kind of confidence is that like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is like the, the confidence in the waxing phase is like, is like the 
kind of like the fool in tarot or kind of like the page in tarot where there's this optimism and there's this newness because this figure hasn't necessarily been jaded by life very much yet. But in the waning phase, this is more like the crone. This is the hag. This is the person who has like been through some shit. You know what I mean? And that comes with a lot of, I don't give a fuck anymore. And that comes with a fuck ton of wisdom. This is a big, big time for wisdom. So that last quarter, that last period of tension that we go through before we get to the new moon, that kind of tension, mm, that's a good time to do the hard shit. Seriously, like the really hard shit that you don't want to do. That is a really, really good, I don't give a fuck energy to tap into. The quarter moons, man, they do not get talked about nearly enough in astrological or witchy or spiritual education at all. Um, They're so beneficial. I've been working with the quarter moons for a while now. And like that tension it, you notice it around you. I'm not going to lie. Like you can tell during the quarter moons, like people are snippy, man. Like it kind of sucks a little bit, but at the same time, I love that energy. I really, really like having that to tap into when we, when we learn that, that, that tension and that challenge is for us, then just lean into it. It, it can be very, very empowering. And this is, this is when we, we finally go into the waning crescent. Okay. Now we are really allowing, allowing things to come to rest. We are really starting to, to go inward. We're getting quieter and quieter. Um, this is when I want you to listen. The whole waning phase is a great time to listen in general, because the waxing, we're doing lots of manifesting, right? So we're doing lots of talking, Waning is a great, great time to just sit back and listen. And especially that, that waning crescent, that last little glimmer of light is, um, some of the biggest, most simple, but most profound messages that we can receive. So really opening yourself up to your, your spiritual abilities during this phase is, is immensely illuminating, which is funny because we're actually going into the dark, right? Um, but if you if you can allow yourself some silence and some quiet and just listen and let those signs and messages come through, um, you you will learn a lot because of the the wisdom that this phase brings. And what does that kind of look like in real life? Again, this is a time to not necessarily take the initiative in the conversation. This is a time to sit back and listen, even with your thoughts racing in your head of the response that you have with this person, right? This is a time for listening, really, really taking in what this other person is saying. In your business, in your career, I'll be honest, this is a great time to listen to feedback honest feedback. If you receive, if you're up against challenge or hardship that comes in the form of like criticism or like difficult feedback, um, this is a good time to listen to it. I'm not, that other person might be a total kook, right? I'm not saying that everybody who offers you 
criticism during the waning phase is automatically coming from some evolved (laughs) place. Um, But there is a lesson there in general. The universe, right, we're encountering this, this hardship and tension and this conflict for a reason. So if you take a more passive uh, position and just kind of listen and receive a little bit, what, what do you hear? What comes through for you? That's kind of a, a good way to, to look at this. So this is a good time to potentially either ask for feedback or as you encounter conflict and, and challenge during that waning phase, how can you open up to the deeper meaning or, or the lessons behind those so that we can take that information into our new moon and we can start all over again. <sighs> I love it. Please send me any questions that you have, okay? If you're curious about any of this, if it brought up any thoughts or breakthroughs for you, I love to hear that. You can send that to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Again, check out the show notes for where to follow me everywhere. I love all of you so, so much. This is a big heart opening, heart illumination, full moon. Again, if you did not listen yet to Moonday Musings yesterday, please do. It'll be great, great insight before tomorrow's full moon. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for being here with me today in my neighborhood. Can't wait to see you Friday. Stay safe, have an amazing full moon and stay magical out there. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.